The hum. 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 A storytelling podcast. A storytelling podcast. A storytelling produced by AWOL. Produced by AWOL. Produced by AWOL. Welcome to The Hum, where we tune in to the background noise of our experience and amplify the sound of our lives. And we're college kids, so it's gonna get a little weird. For this episode, we will be hearing stories from students about what home means to them and how that's been changed by the coronavirus pandemic. For our first story, we'll be hearing from Yi, who was interviewed by Z. Here's Z on how the interview went. I'm Zee. I talked to E about the differences between her lovely home with her girlfriend in DC and her family home in Pennsylvania with the Chinese restaurant. Here are E's stories during the pandemic. My name is Yi Lin, and、uh, my hometown is in Pennsylvania,、um, Mechanicsburg specifically.、Um, Small town, but I go to school at American University and attend、um, SIS, the International Studies School there. Right now, I am living at the Berkshire.、Um, currently, I am living with、um, my girlfriend. I think to me, their family home and like home here in DC. I think to me, it's different. Obviously, in many ways,、um, away, being away from family gives me my own space and freedom to do what I want to do and like pursue. But at the same time, sometimes I do get homesick and miss the things about being back at home in Pennsylvania with my family and、um, eating together with my family and just like the lifestyle there、um, culturally. And、um, but overall, I rather stay in DC because I like to have my own independence and.、Um, Do what I need to do without any family influence.、Mm-hmm. How your relationship with your girlfriend has changed over the pandemic? Um. So before the pandemic, we were actually not as close, like not the closeness we have as of now. Um. Prior to pandemic, like we were just we see each other here and there, but not very often because I also had a lot of my other friends around me, so I was always in. Constantly in different, involved in different things, and、um, also worked part time at a coffee shop.、Um, so I was really busy with that. But since the pandemic has like slowed down things, so like it kind of、um, gives me the space to reflect on a lot of aspects of my life. So being with her during this time has brought us much closer because it gives us. I mean, the pandemic kind of put everything on standstill. So. We're together a lot, twenty four seven almost. I would say, and、um, we learn to compromise and like discuss things that aren't working in our relationship and things that are working and what we need to improve or like what isn't okay and not okay. We set boundaries, and I think it really makes and strengthens the relationship and、um, builds a lot of trust compared to before, where I think I didn't even have that type of quality in the relationship yet. And yeah, kind of like the love makes you grow. I'm always trying to find like ways to improve 
because I think there's always there's no, nothing ever going to be perfect so I feel like there's always ways to improve something about your life and also I'm not really easy to satisfy with my life so like I always have to find ways to like kind of comfort myself in that like I need to like improve you know like find that so you will date your girlfriends on weekends yeah so on weekends yeah we go out on dates um on weekdays too spontaneously I'm like let's go to a coffee shop today it can be a work slash date day like let's just go or like go for eat somewhere or like maybe I'll just cook in that moment I'll just be like okay I'm I'm gonna cook because cooking is relieving too but like yeah we usually balance it out yeah and how's your family oh my family's doing well I mean like we run a Chinese uh, family business um takeout and like buffet and it's going well but like it could do better I mean the pandemic obviously brought a lot of fears in the Asian Chinese um I mean Chinese American I mean Chinese like community and like racism and like I mean it does definitely impact our business in terms of that I come from a hometown where it's primarily predominantly like white people so like it's a lot of and they're really conservative and actually a large of them is Trump support supporters so it does influence our business in some ways but overall I mean like it's going all right it's managing which is good. And I mean, there are pressures, financial pressures that my parents have to take on, but they get through it. Did you help them to do the business in pandemic, like after March? Yes, I did. After March, I was home for, like I went home when AU sent all their students home. And Mm -hmm. during that time, along with doing my classes, I also helped my parents. Um, We closed down for like a month. I think it was, March we closed but then in May we reopened mid-May we reopened our business because my dad wanted to make money so then um he had to build all these like glass like the glass dividers and everything to um prepare our restaurant um to operate in safe um safe within safety measures so yeah I did it but it was complicated because like we had to get used to this new normal of things uh, what's your struggles have you faced during the different parts of pandemic like your study and mm-hmm. and your plan mm-hmm. um so right now I mean thinking back to when the pandemic happened I think I was much more anxious about my future um I'm ten- I tend to be a planner and I always plan every semester out and I always have some goals I want to do for each semester and like I would whether it be like every semester I do an internship paired with a part-time job or if I'm going to continue my part-time job somewhere or not but um usually I have always a plan but with the pandemic and the sudden change of things it kind of messed up my routine of like what I want to do I kind of feel lost particularly in my area of study because I happen to choose something that is very hot topic, but also being a Chinese American, it's not easy either in this field compared to um, some of my peers who are um, white and American, it's easier um, because of the prejudice or the bias or maybe the lack of trust. Um, But overall, I mean, there are moments where I did feel down and depressed about like what my future is gonna be like, where I'm gonna go, 
But I think over the time, I kind of accept the idea to just take it day by day. I mean, I can't really plan that far, but I can have ideas of what I want to do. I think this pandemic has taught me that you can plan for the future, but you also plan for, um, you also have to plan for the uncertainty. Our next story is from Mirache, who was interviewed by Bonnie. Here's Bonnie. I interviewed Mirache about her long-distance relationship with her boyfriend during quarantine. Here's Mirache. My name is Mirache. Um, this is my third and last year at AU, so that's fun. Um, but I'm going to stay here for grad school as well, so that's really cool. Um, my major is political science with a concentration in race and gender. Um, I came here from southern Indiana, so I'm like about 10 minutes from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, so it's very different than here in D.C. because it's um, like just a very small town that I come from and it's like predominantly white, whereas here it's like very diverse and um, has a lot more opportunities than from where I came from. So, um, so my boyfriend's name is Evan. Um, he, we met my freshman year. He actually lived on my floor. So that like is maybe weird for some people, <laughs> but like, I don't know, things just like happen. But yeah, we started dating like at the very end of my first semester of freshman year. He is from... Portland or uh, he's from Tualatin Oregon which is like 10 minutes out from Portland Oregon um he lives like he lives like a little farm boy his family's got like a, a cute bookstore I'm not sure that my definition of home has changed very much since the pandemic I think if anything like it's more clear to me um people's roles in how they feel like home to me, if that makes sense. Like, I think before the pandemic, I've always kind of thought of home as like the people you were with. But now I think it's just more distinct to me how each person in my life plays their role. Maybe you could start from like when we were like on spring break. Yeah. Up until like now, what the experience of like having to be in a relationship has been like. So... I remember whenever we first found out that we weren't going to come back for school during spring break, I was actually in Boston visiting my best friend at her college. And I just remember like what, like whenever I saw the email, it like immediately like sunk in with me. And I started crying while I was with her and I felt bad because I was like, I'm only here for three days and I don't want to waste time, you know, being sad about this yet. And I really just didn't, I just really wanted to block it out, but it, it was just like, I just immediately knew what it meant for him and I. And so, you know, it really made me upset. I pretty much cried like the entire plane ride and like, metro ride home because I was and I was also just sad to leave DC because that was um I mean it was in March so that's kind of when like the cherry blossoms started to bloom and that's like our favorite time of the year everyone here and um so yeah I was like very devastated that that was gonna happen especially like the uncertainty just made it so hard to even 
like process what we might have to go through or, or even think about like how we would how we would work it out because we we didn't know if we were going to be able to even take a trip to see each other or like how long it would be or or what like isolation would be like and so I think that that was a really scary part of it too when I was like my access to him will not be immediate anymore and we will again have the time distance so it was really upsetting and he didn't get to come back um for spring break to get his things either and so I didn't really get a proper goodbye um after we kind of talked about what this meant for our relationship we had to um we had to like come up with a schedule first and foremost that would match like our school schedules and especially with him being three hours earlier you know that that means that his like class schedule would change in comparison to mine even if they were like technically the same time um so we had to figure that out we also like came up with set times to call each other but yeah he did get to visit me and that was really cool and so um I think I cried whenever we saw each other because it was just so like emotional and I just hadn't seen him in so long or um like touched him or anything and so he was able to stay with me for a week and then after that he kind of came to the conclusion that he wouldn't be able to come to school in the fall and so that was clearly very upsetting to me because I was like this is so hard and at the beginning of quarantine I really kind of thought that we'd be able to get it together by the fall I don't know why I just I guess I was just like really hoping that that would happen um but yeah so we kind of had to go through that process again and be like okay so we're not gonna be able to see each other for the fall so like how are we gonna manage this and so we just came up with like the same conclusions you know I'd say we both have had a lot of growth um like long distance I I don't like it at all but I think it is definitely beneficial um in a lot of ways like communicating is like really important in relationships you know and you have to communicate when you're long distance when things are wrong and so and that's also something that I like struggle with in general because I just get very like flustered um when expressing my feelings especially if they're they are feelings that like feelings of frustration or sadness or anger I have trouble vocalizing what they are and even in distance I still have trouble vocalizing like when I'm upset or something and so I think that's definitely um something that I have grown to get better at um I think that we both have just like flourished in our own ways because having like no time to physically be together but all of the time to work on like our individual selves while being in contact with with one another I think is one of like the the best ways to grow together because when you come back together you know it's like you're the same but you know you're different and you you get to like catch up on the growths that you've had like over the time that you've been apart and I so I think that that's a really big thing that um I didn't expect would 
come out of long distance, but I think that I'm I'm ultimately grateful that we've both been able to do that. Definitely learned that there are some things that you just need to be like, this too shall pass, you know? Because I think that's one thing that I personally am very bad about is being fixated on something that I can't control or being fixated about a feeling that I'm having and just overthinking that feeling. Um, And I think that I've definitely had to just let things go or like go with the flow in my mind because it's very hard to like, how do I describe this? So sometimes in my mind, I'll get frustrated that like Evan and I can't be together. And so that frustration, you know, is something that's very hard for me to let go of sometimes and make peace with. It's kind of like an up and down type of thing for me. I'll have moments where I'm just still so angry that we are in this situation. Um, and I'll have moments where I'm like, I hate that I that I feel like he is he is disconnected from my life. Like, I hate that he is not participating in my life the way that I want him to be like I want him to be enjoying this movie with me in person and not like over zoom or whatever um and so I think that I've learned to just kind of deal with things and kind of like talk to myself in a way that's very gentle and be like it's it's fine to feel this way you know like it's normal to feel this way and everyone's feeling this way Home to me, I think, is the feelings that you get that, like, make you feel safe. Whether that comes from, like, a certain spot that you really like in your town or in your school or if it comes from people. So, for me, home is, you know, like, Evan. Uh, Home is, like, my best friends that are here. Home is walking around Katzen and going to the library because I work at the library and I love the people who work there. Um, And home is also like where my family is. Um, And I think that like we often think of our home as just like a place, but I definitely think that home is, is where you feel authentic and safe and where you feel like you can have like growth for our third story we'll be hearing from hannah i interviewed hannah about her three homes during quarantine and what each of them means to her my name is hannah sister nelly i am 20. I am a junior at American University. Uh, I'm a student (laughs) and I'm a graphic design major. Uh, Right now I'm in Cape Cod. Um, I currently have two friends from American University living with me. Uh, And I also have my parents' house in Needham, Massachusetts. And that's just my parents and me when I'm there. And then I also uh, have visited D.C. and stayed with my boyfriend there uh, 
yeah, so those are the three places I switch between. It's been pretty um, even as to how long I stay in each place. So no one of those three places is uh, really more home than the other, I would say. Actually, never mind. Because the people, I know more people in D.C., um, so in that respect, I guess that's the most like home, but comfortable in a setting, I would say Massachusetts. I think home to me has changed since the, t- since the pandemic. I think before it was more sedentary. Um, it was, I think like my home in Massachusetts, uh, like where I grew up, I never moved. So that kind of made sense as home. It was like very much like a place, like the place itself was home because I was like in the community and never moved and I knew everyone and I was like involved in it, I guess. And I think it's become a lot more like I'm with who I'm staying with, much less like the people in other houses or apartments around because I don't really like see outside people because it's hard to now. Um, So it's much more like whoever I'm like living with in that one location. So this might seem like kind of like a obvious question, but like why have you not just kind of chosen one place and been like, fuck it, this is where I'm staying you know, I just got to deal with it. I am a person that can get bored of routine easily. I like to keep a wide, I like to be really social. I like get energy from being social. So I started off living in my parents' house and that just was not working for me. And I knew that if I, like, didn't talk to someone who was my age, I would combust. <laughs> Not really, but, um, yeah, it, it wouldn't, it would not have worked. Like, my parents could see it. It was just, uh, like, mental health-wise, I couldn't, couldn't do it. And, like, that's, like, really... Like, I am a privileged person because I have other places to stay, and a lot of people only have the one location, so I'm really lucky that I have, like, friends who will, like, house me and, like, a place that I can quarantine. That's a huge, huge advantage. Can you describe, like, why it, like, sucked? What did it feel like kind of only only getting to talk to your parents? I mean, it's... Yeah, like it's it's hard. They don't my parents are older. They were in college. I don't know how long ago, but things are like so wildly different. Um they also both work full time, so I am like alone all day pretty much. Sometimes it feels like a real identity crisis, like this is what I do now. I think a huge part of my identity is being social and how I treat my friends and like interact with people. And that is like, for those like few first experiences doing this from home was like, 
I didn't do like a lot of the things that made me myself. Um, it was just weird. It felt very much like I was in high school again, but without any of like the social or like communication aspects that define me as a person. I think being in places for short periods of time, none of them are really yours to control. I don't really have a say in like any of the places that I live because uh, they're not mine. I don't have my own apartment or my own dorm room, I guess. Um, I don't want to be, you know, like a, a pushy person, but like, it's hard because my safety and like my family and friends' safety is at stake and you're living in someone else's place. I, it just like feels weird to like try and uh, change how someone lives their lifestyle and their uh, home for yourself. But now that is like something you have to do if you're staying with someone. I, I definitely had moments um, where I was uh, having to like speak to my boyfriend about his room, his housemates and like who they have over. And I don't know, it's, it's hard because like, I can't, like, it doesn't really matter what I say in the end, it's their decision. Like, of course, like they, they like heard my concerns and stuff, but like they could choose not to. And I would just like have to leave, I guess. I don't know. Luckily, they they made some changes for me, which was really nice and accommodating. But like, you know, if if they didn't want to do that, I I would have been screwed. I do think it's just like funny on its surface of like you living in a house with like six men. <laughs> so can you describe that? <laughs> yeah. So I <laughs> I I stayed with my boyfriend who lives in a townhouse with um. God, I think six total housemates. They are all men and <laughs> they all, uh, or most of them, I think were in a fraternity together before. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. They're, I've always been someone who like can get along with guys I don't often choose to. I just like enjoy the company of gals better a lot of the time. Um, but like it's it's different. The humor has to change, you know. <laughs> um, I played a lot more video games than I ever have before in my life. You got to be real careful about when you uh, <laughs> what you eat. <laughs> You cannot fart whenever you want when you're staying at someone else's place. That was on my mind constantly. I also <laughs> I also fully fell down the stairs one time. <laughs> this is just embarrassing moments. <laughs> yeah, so so I my boyfriend lives in like the top floor of this townhouse, which is technically an attic, but it's like a nice big space, which worked for me because I could fit a desk in there, like along with his desk. But the stairs, because it's a townhouse, are super narrow and winding and they're carpeted. So they're like 
slippery a little bit because they're so short and it's a like rounded carpet edge. So I like wanted to get food or something downstairs and I like got excited because it was sushi <laughs> and I didn't have my contacts in so I couldn't see that well and I like rushed down the stairs my heel went like too far forward on a stair it just hit that rounded carpet slid I thudded down at least four stairs and slid onto the floor on my ass in the hallway um the house is small, so everyone can hear it if you th- thud loudly down the stairs four times. They were all like, oh my god, what happened? But like, clearly they all knew it. And then uh, my boyfriend laughed at me because that's the, <laughs> that's the way things go. Um, and I just, I could not face people, so I just went back upstairs. I didn't get my sushi, and I just stayed there. <laughs> They said um, that they liked having me there because of female perspective. I did set up one of them with a friend. That was pretty exciting. Um, I also gave lots of good old girl advice. Um, <laughs> I Like, this is a small school. Lots of them had had, like, you know, previous entanglements with people I knew. I got to weigh in on those. We had a lot of like gossip sessions. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It was like fun at times, but I wouldn't do it as like a long-term living situation. Because your definition of home has like been so like weird, like have you ever felt homesick? No, because... What is home? I've missed people. Like, I've missed specific people. But, like, yeah. Like, it's just, like, not, like, a place itself anymore. You can't really miss one place when you're moving around constantly. So it's more of, like, a people sick. Yeah, it's it's more people sick. <laughs> Can you think of, like, any moments where you were, like, I'm really people sick for this person right now and, like... What are those moments? (laughs) No one is really getting to be with someone they're in a relationship with unless they're living together, which is like a lot at our age. So it's like everyone's having to figure that out at the same time. So I have a lot of friends in the same boat, but there's definitely been moments of like, this sucks. (laughs) I can't, I can't just, you know, get up and be like, Hey, want to grab lunch? That's, like, not a thing anymore. So it it really gets rid of the, like, being in, like, a fun, you know, relationship where you just see them every day. Also, like, friends, uh, I usually, I ask people to Zoom. I like a good Zoom date with the friends, but it's not the same as in person at all. That's much harder, honestly, because you can't just, like, expect your friends to drop everything for you and, like call like zoom call you or like hang out with you or like visit you at the drop of a hat going into the future what do you think um home is gonna look like this is um this is bad interview etiquette but you want to hear some insider tea (laughs) i think i'm gonna i think i'm looking at places in dc for next semester So because I just I know that that would be like if I just had a place that I could control and like feel really comfortable in 
in DC with the majority of the friends that I know and my boyfriend and like most of the people I know are living there, then like that would be ideal. Um, so I'm looking into that just because like what I've learned from this semester is that like this is a little chaotic. That's what I've learned. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Our last story focuses on Aaron, who was also interviewed by Bonnie. Here's Bonnie on how the interview went. I interviewed Aaron about her experience attending school across the country from where she lives. Here is Aaron. My name is Aaron Craig. I'm 20 years old. I am a sophomore at American University and I'm studying justice law and criminology. I'm currently living in D.C., but I'm from Portland, Oregon. So when I decided where I wanted to go to college, it was kind of a spontaneous decision because I made it very last minute on the last day possible before you could let your colleges know. Um, And I think I made that decision because I just really wanted something new. I wanted a new experience and I wanted a new political environment, social environment, not because I didn't like that environment in Portland, but because I've never really experienced anything different. And I wanted to push myself um, and try new things and see how living in that environment would change me as a person and, you know, just have that new experience. Um, And then when I came to DC for college, the first month was really hard. Um, The culture here is very different, which isn't something that I was expecting, but Then again, I didn't really know what to expect because I had never visited the school except for, you know, for 24 hours on New Eagle Day. And I'd never traveled to the East Coast before. Um, So it took, there was definitely an adjustment period. And I was homesick, not necessarily for like my family or my house, but more like culture sick. Like I wanted the comforts of knowing what other people are thinking, knowing what other people's priorities are. Um, And so it took me a long time to figure that out. And I spent a lot of time just observing people here. Sounds kind of creepy, but (laughs) it definitely helped me to adjust to and to figure out the cultural differences because there was a culture shock that I was not initially expecting. Okay, so another thing we wanted to talk about was knowing that the Portland fires happened recently and I knew you were over here. Um, so if you could talk about like having to go through that, the experience of just, you know, not being with your family during such a major event and like, you know, seeing your home suffer while you're not there. Yeah, the fires and the protests as well are very hard to watch from such a distance. You feel this really great sense of like, inadequacy like you can't do anything to help your family and your friends whereas you know over quarantine I could be there for them and I could go to the protests I could support my city um, and support my community but when I was over here especially with the fires watching it all unfold in the news I had the fire watch maps the evacuation maps pulled up on my phone 24 7 and I would refresh them And just seeing those areas expand and, you know, texting my uncle who was supposed to evacuate, but he's stubborn, so he did not. (laughs) Um, 
you know, it's just, it's kind of scary and it's hard because it's something that if you were at home, it probably wouldn't feel like that big of a deal. You know, you just stay inside with the poor air quality, but when you're so far away, you just feel like you can't really do anything to help and you're just watching it all unfold. Like it's a movie or a news broadcast, but that's your home and your family and your community. So it was hard. So can you talk about both like what, like, cause I know you went to the protests, like how that made you feel, how it made you feel about your city as well as like coming to DC and knowing that it's still going on. Just how like the protests have changed your perspective of your home and how it's made you feel. Um, well, over quarantine, when it all began um, in June, I just felt such pride for my community, for the people. And I think that was one of the biggest motivators to get out there myself because, you know, I wanted to support and uplift in any way that I could. Um, so even with the pandemic, I was like, this is, you know, a risk that I have to take as a community member of my city. Um, but I also at the same time just felt such a great disappointment in the leadership of my city. And it was like this great fracturing that occurred because I saw this dichotomy between leadership and the community that I hadn't really noticed before, which is such a privilege to say, but I really hadn't in my own hometown. You know, it's something that you see maybe in the news or abroad. Um, but when it happens in your own backyard, it it's different. <laughs> um, and so I don't know. It's like, I just felt such, I realized in that moment that my city was my city because of the people, not necessarily because of the leadership or the government, because they clearly weren't listening to us. And when the feds came in, that sense of camaraderie between the citizenry and between my community members only got stronger because we realized that we really were going to be there for each other, no matter what, um, even if our government that we had elected wasn't going to. I remember last year, there was a lot of like discord between wanting to be in D.C., but also loving your home and being so homesick. So mm -hmm. could you go into more detail of maybe like your favorite aspects of each one and what like what parts from DC and what parts of Oregon make it feel like home or like fit into your definition of home? Mm -hmm. So for Portland, I guess it's more the shared values that I grew up that I grew up with. You know, when you're growing up, you your social formation, I guess, is just so informed by the values of your community, of your family and your friends, people who you grew up with. And that's so different geolog or geographically speaking. You know, when you move to a different place, it's all very different. And I hadn't really realized that. So I guess the biggest part of Portland that makes it feel like home is that I share really similar values with people who live there as well because we grew up in the same environment. And that's kind of what makes it feel like home. It's just that you're more similar to people there. But DC, I would say now, feels more like home because of the connections that I made with people here and the amount of growth that I've had, the new experiences, 
the future that I see for myself here, which makes me feel so excited and passionate. So I guess, I don't know, it's like when you think about it, I feel like I have two homes in a way, one of which is my childhood home, which, you know, I'll always feel comfortable in. But my new home is something where I feel uncomfortable in a good way, because it means that, you know, I'm growing and it means that I'm giving myself the space and the room to be a new person. As you grow up, your sense of home and your idea of home grows with you. And I think you need, you need to let it grow with you as well. Um, home isn't necessarily a physical place. It's not a city or a house or even being with your family. It's being somewhere new where you can make connections and you can grow. And you do feel comfortable there, but sometimes you have to give yourself time to experience that feeling. You know, if I had just given up and I thought about it, you know, the first two months of school, like transferring to school on the West Coast, just because I would feel more at home there. Um, But I didn't. And if I had done that, I just, I know that I wouldn't be who I am today. And I wouldn't have had all these experiences and met all these people that I'm so grateful to have met and to have had. The Hum is an American University podcast created by AWOL. Our podcast director is Grace Vitaioni, and this episode was edited by Grace Vitaioni. The rest of our amazing podcast team is made up of Bonnie Bishop and Z Yuan. Keep an eye out for future episodes of The Hum and email us at awolpodcast at gmail.com if you have a story you think we should tell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>